Today, we celebrate the great feast of the transfiguration of our Lord. It is a nice opportunity to wear white during ordinary time. In the transfiguration, our Lord took with him Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up a high mountain apart and showed to them his glory. The glory as of the Father's only begotten Son, full of grace and truth. And he did this for two reasons. The first was to strengthen their faith, because soon after the transfiguration, he will go off and be crucified. And he wanted his apostles to see his glory so that they would not be scandalized by the cross. And it is for that reason that we read this very gospel in Lent, a few weeks before the Passion. But the other reason why our Lord wanted to show them his glory was to show the in-game of God the Father. He wanted them to show them what God the Father wanted to bring about for humanity. Because what Christ is by nature, we are called to become by grace. Christ, by nature, is of course God. As John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We are, by nature, as Paul says, children of wrath. We are sons of Adam, because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And as the psalmist says, in sin my mother conceived me. So by nature we are sons of Adam, but by grace God the Father wishes to make us adopted sons in the family of God, so that he may share with us the glory and the life which God himself has. God the Father wishes to transfigure us, to transfigure us from children of wrath to children of God. That is the end game of the spiritual life. And this comes about, of course, through the grace of God. But we, for our parts, must conform ourselves to this grace of God. We must cooperate with the grace of God. And so we ourselves have to do things in our life which will conform us to Christ. As Paul said, those saints whom God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So how then does God work to conform us to the image of his son? The first is through prayer, especially, I would argue, through meditating upon the mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary. Not merely saying the Pater Noster and the Ave Maria, our Father and the Hail Mary, but closing our eyes and imagining ourselves in the mystery, seeing the mystery play out before us. If we wish to be holy, if we wish to be like the Son of God, then we must know the Son of God. We must get get used to seeing how he acted, how he responded to things. We must see his glory. And as John Paul II said, when you pray the rosary and you meditate upon the mysteries, you are essentially gazing upon the glorified face of our Lord Jesus Christ. As useful as the rosary is and as beautiful as it may be, ultimately the primary way in which God conforms us and transfigures us to Christ is through the sacraments. Through baptism, we are joined to Christ. We receive the divine nature in our hearts, and we are conformed to the death of Christ in the hope of being conformed to his resurrection. In confession, we conform ourselves to the holiness of Christ when we confess our sins and receive forgiveness for them. 
In confirmation, we are conformed, as Pius said, to Christ the soldier, so that we may go forth like Christ to build up the kingdom of God in the world. Through marriage, you are all conformed to the sacrificial nature of Christ, also to the fecundity of Christ, the ability to bring forth life into the world. Through the priesthood, I am conformed to the sacrificial nature of Christ. I become like a grain of wheat which dies so that others may live. Through the anointing of the sick, we are anointed to the passion of Christ so that we may offer our sufferings for the glory of God and the salvation of souls just as Christ did on the cross. And then, of course, above all else, we are conformed and united and transfigured to Christ through the Most Holy Eucharist. When we receive the Most Holy Eucharist worthily and well with humility and devotion, we are joined to Christ himself. In fact, in many ways, the most holy sacrifice of the Mass is supposed to be sort of a reenactment of the transfiguration. Just as the apostles went up the mountain and saw and soaked in and radiated the glory of God, that is what we are supposed to do every time we come to Mass. Everything which occurs during Mass, as the Second Vatican Council says, is supposed to radiate the face of our Lord Jesus Christ. And ultimately, praying the Mass well is the best way to evangelize. You see this throughout the church. You see the growth of the church in places like St. John Canchin in Chicago or St. Stan's in Milwaukee. And what you see is you see beautiful churches with beautiful and sacred liturgies and it fills the people with the glory of God. And then they go forth into the world. Pope Benedict said that ultimately the best way to evangelize is through beauty and through sacredness, through sanctity. And so we see that with the apostles. They go up on the mountaintop. They bask in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. It fills their hearts. And then they themselves eventually will go out into the world and preach the gospel. And so that's what we do. We come to worship God in spirit and truth, to receive his glory in our hearts. And then we go forth into the world to lay down our lives for the glory of God and for the salvation of our neighbor.